the State Board of Education determines that there is not adequate funding to support the instructional materials to uh, coincide with um, going into the schools with that implementation. But for now, we anticipate that the K-8 revised TEKS will be implemented in 2019-20. The uh, current high school TEKS also, well, the K through 12 TEKS that we currently have been using that are um, dated in 2009-10 are the TEKS that we will continue to use. The high school standards, the revised standards for high school are, are scheduled to be implemented, well, tentatively scheduled to be implemented in 2020-21. A proclamation um, will be issued for the review and adoption of instructional materials for the high school at a future date. We anticipate that to happen um, sometime this, this school year, that um, the teach review process and the instructional materials um, are both overseen by the State Board of Education and they have authority over the decisions related to that. Let's just go quickly um, over some of uh, the changes. We're all quite familiar with Figure 19. The figure 19 skills and student expectations have been um, integrated into the student expectations for each grade level in the new standards. Um, the organization of the TEKS is now around seven strands. You can see those listed on another slide that pulls those out for us. Um, streamlining of the TEKS was also um, incorporated into this review. If you'll recall, the state legislature um, mandated that there be a review and streamlining of all of the um, TEKS for each grade level and course. And since our subject area was up for a full review, the streamlining process was incorporated into um, the process where the full review was taking place. There continues to be vertical alignment across the grade levels. And there is also a horizontal alignment between the English TEKS and the Spanish TEKS with differentiation as appropriate. I just pulled this chart as an example of the figure 19 chart. This is the K through 5. If you'll recall, we have three figure 19 or have had and currently will be using the three figure 19 charts. Uh, there's a chart for K through 5 a chart for 6 through 8, and another chart for the high school courses, the English 1 through 4 courses. The comprehensive skills that have been in Figure 19 are now integrated into the general student expectations for each grade level of course. You'll see a um, separate strand for comprehension skills in each of the grade levels in each course for high school. There's the slide I promised you with the bulleted points of the seven strands in the new TEKS. These strands are vertically aligned, and you'll see them appear in all of the grade levels. I see many of you taking photos, and that's perfectly fine. But I want to also mention that my PowerPoint will be available on the Crest Organization's uh, conference page. Is that correct? Yes. That's where it's typically posted. So you can have access to all of the slides. The strands.
items include the four domains of language, listening, speaking, reading, and writing, and also thinking. Some of the knowledge and skill statements include two or more substrands. Substrands have unique knowledge and skill statements and organize student expectations in the related categories, all within certain strands. Let me show you some examples. This is an example of a strand. If you're familiar with the strand set up in our current TEKS, this will look familiar to you, um, just a change in the actual titles of the strands. So response skills is the strand, goes on to include the uh, domains of language, using multiple texts. Now let's take a look at the substrands. You'll see that some of the strands are further broken down into substrands, and those substrands fall at the end of that strand line. You will, unfortunately will not see this lovely color coding in the actual text language. <laughs> Wouldn't that be helpful? <laughs> you might have seen it if you looked at some of the uh, draft versions, but those color codes uh, indicated other things. <laughs> Here's a side-by-side -side comparison of the five strands in the current TEKS with the seven strands that are included in the new standards. <laughs> Strand one, oral language. This is just a bulleted list of the student expectations and what those include. Of course, each student expectation is much more thorough. Also within strand one, uh, can't talk. Strand one, we have a substrand for beginning reading and writing skills. Setting. 
And then a substrand that addresses genres, <coughs> also within the multiple genres strand. Strand five, author's purpose and craft. Again, I want to point out that you're going to see um, language that is familiar to you from the current standards. Um, how that is addressed specifically at the, each grade level has been um, slightly adjusted and continues to line across the grade levels. Compos composition is also divided into substrands. There's a substrand addressing the writing process. And there we see our genres again, <coughs> this time in the strand of writing, composition. Strand seven, inquiry and research. <coughs> Students generate questions, develop a research plan demonstrate an understanding of the information and present that information. The introduction um, for each of the courses has been rewritten to introduce the new strands and to update the research citations. Each of the introductions include language specific to English, English language learners. There I go with not talking again. That's in both English and Spanish. You'll see consistent language across the grade levels with additional language added to address the needs of Spanish language arts and reading and English as a second language. In addition to working in grade level bands, the committees were uh, they were originally in grade level bands of K through two, three through five, six through eight, and high school. The TEKS review committees also work in K through 12 strand committees to ensure that vertical alignment that is so important. The State Board of Education convened their experts, which had been appointed at the beginning of the process. After the TEKS review committees had completed their work, the work of those experts was to address, to further address the vertical alignment and to ensure um, that, that that alignment was there and to make adjustments as necessary. The experts also uh, were tasked with making additional recommendations that maybe had not been addressed by the TEKS review committees. This is an example of that vertical alignment that we're going to see. This comes from strand five, author's purpose and craft. You see as we slide across the grade levels, the expectation of students becomes a little bit higher, but still aligns with the original intent. We also will see Horizontal alignment, I mentioned horizontal alignment um, between the English and the Spanish versions of the TEKS. 
The strand subcommittees had representatives from both the English language arts and reading and the Spanish language arts and reading committees. Where there were differentiations made in student expectations, those were based just on whether um, the student's language that they were learning in was the target or if the language of instruction required the students to learn in a different way, to learn different knowledge and skills that were specific to English or specific to Spanish. You'll see almost identical strands in English and Spanish language arts and reading for K through grade six in these areas. Where you'll see the most differentiation are in strand one and strand six. Developing those foundational skills and composition. As I mentioned, identical student expectations for skills in English and Spanish include oral, oral language fluency and self-sustained reading. And you'll see differentiated student expectations um, in the beginning reading and writing and vocabulary sections. Um, in strand six, the composition um, student expectations for skills related to writing and genres are applicable to both English and Spanish. And there are differentiated student expectations as appropriate for writing and editing. The new K through eight English and Spanish language arts and reading TEKS are posted on the TEA website. You've been able to see the final version on the TEKS review page. I've included the URL there. <coughs> the new TEKS for high school and uh, for the high school English 1 through 4 courses, the ESOL 1 and 2 courses, and the new course, English Language Development and Acquisition, referred to as the ELDA course, will be available on that TEKS review page very soon. Sometime today, uh, the revised K through 8 TEKS will be available on the TEKS page of the website. Uh, those who have been followed with the, with the um, Texas Register and are becoming uh, part of rule text. And those will be posted sometime today along the TEKS, alongside the TEKS that we are currently still using. There may originally be some uh, confusion when we start seeing those TEKS side by side. So I want to point out that the uh, current TEKS will continue to be listed with um, beginning with school year 2009-2010 in their title. And the revised new TEKS will be listed uh, with adopted 2017 in their title. The TEKS will be listed in numerical order. My understanding is that you'll see the new elementary K through uh, Five teeps listed before the current teeps. That's because of their numer numerical assignment. And then for middle school, you'll see the current teeps 
followed by the uh, revised T's. So they'll be, they'll be showing up a little bit differently in each of the subsections, and that's because of the numerical um, assignment of the rule. Another way that you can access those uh, revised seats, you can go to our homepage, hover in about TEA, slide your cursor down into the far right under laws and rules, and click on SBOE rules, TAC, Texas Administrative Code. That will take you to this page. where you can access the TEKS that are currently in, in effect. Uh, you'll be able to access K through 8 TEKS today. And then when the high school TEKS are uh, filed, those will be available through the adopted rules not yet effective link. That's how we can access rules that have been filed before they become effective. The effective date for the K through 8 TEKS is today. There will be resources coming. I know that I've had lots of questions about um, a new vertical alignment chart. Please do not be confused by the vertical alignment chart that you find on the TEKS review page. That's an older version um, that was uh, is a draft and contains draft, draft student expectations. The final version um, of the TEKS is not yet available in a vertically aligned form, though that's being worked on now and will be coming to you very soon. Also, side-by-side -side documents um, with the current TEKS beside the new revised TEKS are in the process of being created. Also, the Spanish language arts and reading TEKS are being translated from English into Spanish as an additional resource. We'll also be working on a glossary of terms some frequently asked questions, an alignment with the College Career Readiness Standards, um, the new TEKS aligned with the CCRS. Um, all of these will be coming to you over the next two years, not available immediately. Um, the goal is to have uh, resources in your hands as soon as possible, and I mentioned a few that are being worked on right now. Um, there will be more resources than the ones that I have listed here, um, and we're working on getting those out just as soon as possible. Why two years? That's when we implement. I know many of you um, are wanting to get started. I've had lots of phone calls from districts wanting to work on curriculum, and that's fantastic, but please keep in mind that the students are tested on STAR over the required curriculum, and right now the required curriculum is the 2009-2010 version. So during this transition, there may be some confusion, um, and we wanna be sure that uh, what is being taught is what is expected to be taught. Um, I wanna mention a, another way to navigate through our website Covering in academics. Under curriculum standards, you have several options. You can go straight to the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills page. You can go to the TEKS in Spanish. 
And you can go to the uh, review and revision page where you can then jump off into specific subject areas. There's a dedicated page for English language arts and reading, and another page for Spanish language arts and reading, and um, English as a second language teach. I mentioned that we've had the adopted version available on that review page. Those documents include the color coding um, green for additions that were made by the State Board of Education at their last meeting, where they um, considered the uh, revised teach for second reading. Um, and then in the place you see red were deletions that were made. But now we have the final version of rule text available, like I said, today. I um, also wanted to mention from this text revision page, you can uh, leap off into a couple of different areas. We have a new document um, that tells us the TEKS and Instructional Materials Review Schedule. This is a fluid document. Um, the State Board of Education oversees both the TEKS revision process and the State, and the, uh, state Instructional Materials adoption. Um, this is the latest version. I know it may be hard for you to see, but if you look at the color-coded blue that you see at the top, um, English, Spanish, Language Arts and Reading, 2017-18, the K through 8 instructional materials will be reviewed. And we expect that if, uh, the SBOE will, will issue proclamation 2020. Sliding across under each year, you'll see the progress um, and implementation dates and the instructional materials adoption. That's what's expected. The State Board of Education has this as a standing item at each of their meetings, um, so it is subject to change. I want to touch on a very important change that came out of the 85th Legislative Section. Session, Senate Bill 826 affects the sequencing of required legislative works. Um, and mathematics courses. Previously, students were required to complete English 1, 2, and 3 before selecting their final English. Um, the rule never um, set up the expectation for students to take those English courses 1, 2, and 3 in a particular order, though many districts have a policy in place or just a general understanding and expectation that the students will go uh, we'll take those English courses in order, but that has not been required by uh, law or rule. However, students were expected to complete English 1, 2, and 3 before they could take that final English course. Now the legislation has amended that law, and it removes the sequence requirement completely. The rule uh, applies beginning with the 2017-18 school year. I believe all of us in this room have started school, so the rule applies. Uh, the Foundation High School Program rules, the Chapter 74.12 rules that align with the expectations from the, the Texas Education Code will be revised and amended during this school year. Uh, there's a process that must take place 
for the State Board of Education to amend those rules. So we'll continue to see the requirement of, of students completing English 1, 2, and 3 in the Chapter 74 rules while this process is taking place. Our expectation is this timeline um, at the September meeting. This was a discussion item. It was discussed. We, we expect the board to take action because the action aligns with the requirements of the Texas Education Code, which takes priority. Uh, this will be an item on the board's agenda for the November meeting for first reading and following authorization, and will also be an item on the January slash February meeting for second reading. After the, the second reading and final adoption, um, the, the board will make that change to update the rule, the Chapter 74 rule. This is the proposed um, change to strike that language and revert back to the original rule of Chapter 74 that just requires students to complete English 1, 2, and 3, and then the final credit can be, can be selected from a half credit or two half credits and a full credit from the list of courses. I did not include the list of courses here, but those are available in the rules. Although the Texas Administrative Code Chapter 74 rules currently reflect the sequencing requirement for the English courses, the change in law resulting from Senate Bill 826 takes priority. So if you have any students that need to concurrently enroll in an English 1, 2, or 3 and, a, and another course that can satisfy the fourth English, they may do so now. Uh, also, if you have a student who has earned credit already in uh, one of those courses or a combination of courses that will satisfy the final English credit, because the rule has uh, already applied, the credit may be applied to an English credit now. A small update on reading academies. As a reminder, the 84th Texas Legislature established reading and math academies for teachers. The law required that TEA grant priority for academy participation to teachers at certain campuses. In summer 2016, TEA and the ESCs began providing academies to campuses that met the priority requirement. Eligible teachers who successfully completed an academy received a $350 stipend. Minus taxes, of course. <laughs> the 85th legislature provided funding for continued reading and math academies for 2017-18 and 2018-19. More information about the academies will be available in the, in the future. We're working on um, addressing that legislation and the requirements. I just want to mention the Texas Gateway. You're all familiar with the Gateway as a wonderful resource for professional development and student um, lessons. The Gateway content is searchable by teeth, keywords, subject, grade, and audience. The Gateway is open and available to all educators, parents, and students for free. And the work that you do in the Gateway is shareable. We have several ways that content is organized in the Gateway. 
There are resources that are single lesson resources. You can create binders or those binders have been created and lessons have been pulled together um, in a series. And then we have um, courses that are a series of binders that address, that pull together lessons that address a specific content area. New Gateway content includes lesson study products. Those lessons were created by Texas teachers. And in the summer of 2017, we just made available books. Wow. Teachers can enroll in professional development courses offered at texascourses.org. If you can't remember the distinction of Texas Courses versus Texas Gateway, you can get to the Texas Courses through the Texas Gateway. Popular and relevant courses for our content um, include the ELSE Academy, the TALA Tier 1, TALA Tiers 2 and 3, and one of the most popular courses that I'm so proud of is the Texas Dyslexia Identification Academy. That course will satisfy that continuing professional education requirement for um, all educators to have some, um, some in-service time in um, dyslexia. That will count if determined by your district that it can count. Each district has the, the authority to allow that, that course to count. And I think most of them do. Um, schools who have learning management systems that um, allow the um, compatibility, oops, sorry, can incorporate copies of local, local copies of the courses into their own learning management systems. My understanding is that not all learning management systems are compatible, so your technology folks would need to talk to the TEA technology folks if there's any questions about that. We have some contacts for the Texas Gateway. Texas Gateway at tea.texas.gov is the email address, Twitter account, and then we have a couple of um, listservs that are specific to digital learning and the Gateway. You can subscribe to receive TEA updates. You can do that um, in several different ways, but once you get to the subscription page, you have a choice of receiving updates by email or by text message, so you use the drop-down menu to select the way that you would like to receive any updates. Um, you put in your corresponding email address or your phone number, and then you have access to the subscriber page. I put together um, just a list of some things that I thought were relevant to this audience. There are many, many more topic-specific subscriptions available on the subscriber page. If you are a subscriber, that's fabulous. If you have not visited the subscriber, subscriber page recently, I highly recommend that you do so. Um, there may be additional lists that have been added that you would be interested in receiving information from. Also, you may find that you signed up a long time ago and you continue to get some um, announcements from a group that has um, does not have relevance to the work that you're doing. And you might want to go in and update your preferences to unsubscribe. You can do so at the same place just by unchecking the particular boxes. 
One that I, um, well, a couple that I like to really uh, focus on when I talk about our uh, listservs is the English language arts reading. Um, that's the information that comes out of the curriculum division. Oops, sorry. Also to the administrator addressed. You do not have to be an administrator to subscribe to the to, to the administrator addressed listserv. The reason I like to mention it is that if you subscribe to this list, you might find out um, about some things that will be required of you before they actually filter to you through your district. Um, once again, if you find that you are receiving information from um, either that list or any of the others that's not relevant or maybe not applicable to what you're doing now, you can go back into the subscriber page and unsubscribe. I also like to say that it's very easy to hit the delete button if there's a particular message that doesn't pertain to you, but to say stay as a subscriber so that you can find out some uh, things that are coming down through uh, the district level. I mentioned an acknowledgement of Hurricane Hardy. Um, the agency has been working hard to um, provide assistance to those districts that are impacted, but also to provide avenues to districts who would like to help in some way. Um, there's been a section added for, to our homepage um, where you can leap off to educator resources um, for schools that are impacted. Also, there's a um, there's a page of specific resources for parents. Um, there's been a hotline set up at the agency um, to take all those many phone calls also from parents, from educators and, as well as parents. And just at the end of last week, um, there was some information sent out that the EMAT system has been updated to um, provide an avenue where a school district who has been affected and is needing some assistance in some way can post a wish list and then a district um, or a campus or even individuals who would like to offer some form of assistance can go into that system. That's, that part of EMAT is going to be made available or is available to the public and um, folks can directly coordinate with the district that has posted for a need in helping to provide that assistance. So it's pretty awesome. I'm really proud of the way we've all come together. Absolutely. Um, I want to introduce a couple of folks I brought with me today. Um, Shalane Marion is my director of English Language Arts and Reading. And uh, also Rachel Griffin um, has joined our division. Rachel is formerly of the assessment division. We've had um, some recent um, changes at the agency. And um, some aspects of the STAR development team have been moved into uh, those responsibilities and the people have been moved, moved into the curriculum division. Um, the impact to your organization from that is that Brad Vassell had originally um, committed to come and speak. And that's one of the things that your organizers and I um, spoke about is that Brad has departed the agency was no longer available and because of the change and um, how close it was to our conference we were not able to um, get another person from the assessment division to come and speak with you and I apologize for that I hope that by the spring we can have um, some additional information available for you um, I want to open it up to questions
and, and your questions will be appropriately routed and appropriately addressed. Yes, ma'am. You mentioned books were going to be available on Gateway. What books? Um, I think it's a, a coordinated um, method compiling resources. I personally have not um, had access to looking at the books, but I don't think it's, I, I don't know very much about it, do you, Sean? Unfortunately, I do not. That's the Instructional Resources Digital Learning, Digital Learning Group as well. Um, they provided that information for us. I believe that, I would guess that it's a way that the information is housed, but I may be completely wrong. Yeah. So I, they're I digital? Books as in they're digital uh, books. Digital? No, I don't know. I'm asking. I, I think it's probably a way, like uh, Karen is saying, that they're compiling resources. So we have, right now, we have the individual resources, we have binders, we have courses, and then I believe they're um, developing something called books that will be a larger compilation, but I don't believe that those are actually like ebooks or novels. Any other questions? Okay, I want to thank you very much for your, for your time. I want to thank the organizers for including us. Um, as always, you can contact any of us at the office. Um, there is the direct email for both me and Shalane. Um, also, you can reach any of us at the curriculum.